Yo, 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 Keith Ferrante here. Thanks for joining my podcast, Hearing God for Business. You, if you're a business person, if you want to grow in business, you want to catch the entrepreneur grace, you want to hear God in business, this is the right place for you. We're going to be talking all things on how to advance the kingdom of God as a business person, hear God, have revelation, have encounters, and make an impact in the world around you. Listen in and enjoy. Yo, 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 Keith Ferrante here. What's going on, everybody? Come on. It is a good day, and we are going to be talking about hearing God for business. It gets me so excited. I just thought recently, you know what? I am, God is doing something different in me, and I've got to go with it. I've got to like step into the difference. And my passion in this season is really to help business guys succeed, help business guys go to the next level, specifically high achievers and millionaires, and but really any business person just in the game to be able to succeed, hear God, be able to connect to uh, the, the kingdom flowing and operating in, uh, the, in, in the world that they're operating in, get that business person healthy, help them begin to launch into making a huge impact. I, the Lord showed me uh, just, just that, like, like California, the state that I live in, but also the, our nation in America and in the nations. It's like, you know, um, business guys are a huge key to seeing our nation come back to the Lord. They're a huge key, and they carry a heartbeat, you know, to create wealth. They carry this warrior spirit inside of them. And if we could get them to be kingdom-minded, kingdom-focused, and understand what that looks like, help them understand how to translate what they're doing into kingdom, uh, then, you know, then we could begin to see our nation turn back around. I really feel like the the business guys are are like the version of um, Jehu in the Bible who... When he was anointed king, he was commander, but when he was anointed king by the prophets, then he just went crazy in his purpose. And he just, he got on this chariot and he's just driving, you know, like, uh, like fire, you know, like he's just, just full of fire. And he's just, he's, he's, he has a mission to take out Jezebel and Ahab and, and man, he does it. He, he gets done what Elisha can't get done, what Elijah can't get done. I mean, now they have their part. They have their part prophesying, but it takes this kingly, you know, entrepreneur type business guy um, like version. In the Old Testament, he looked like a commander, but I feel like today, like a king, oftentimes looks like a, um, uh, you know, looks like a prophet, uh, you know, looks looks like um, a business person. A king looks like a business person empowered by a prophet. And so, I mean, I, I, I just, I'm so provoked for this, that this is my focus in this season. I, I spend a lot of times with, with high level CEOs and millionaires and influencers and high achievers. And because I just feel like they can make so much more of an impact than oftentimes we do in some of our church cultures, we get sort of stuck. We think we're, we're making a difference in the world as in, in, in uh, by going to church. I'm like, going to church does not make an impact. It, it does encourage us, and we, we need that. We need to gather. You know, Scripture says, don't forsake the assembling of the saints. But guys, like our nations, like specifically the nation that I'm in, America is not, is not doing well, and it's going to take some people that have a different mindset around 
influence. So if you're a business person, you're in here, my hope is that you're going to catch some prophetic grace, just like the prophet could anoint the Jehu. He caught prophetic grace. And then he became that, that leader that just would not stop until the word of the Lord was accomplished. And we got a lot of words of the Lord, but we need some kings to go to war with these words of the Lord. And business guys are kings, especially when they start breaking through financially. If you're not breaking through, then you got to break through financially. But once you start breaking through, you're used to battle. You're used to having to war to get dollars. You're used to having to war to, to you know, compete, to, to, to get sales, to get clients. To, it's, it's competitive in the business world. And so there's, there's something that you have inside of you. Now, if you can get focused on what the kingdom agenda is for your making wealth, then God can use you for something bigger. So many people die as a Christian entrepreneur, but they never went to the bigger side of it. They never got to the bigger part of it. They never understood how to, um, to translate what they were doing in the kingdom. So they gave a few dollars to the church. They made some money. But Luke 19 says, the one that has the five talents and makes it 10 gets 10 cities. Are you learning to make double your money, increase your revenue, triple your money, whatever it is, are you then stepping into what God promises that you could have, which is impact of cities, impact of industries, impact of nations? This is what God wants you to step into. Woo! Now, I grew up in church for so long, so we were taught it was just spiritual not to talk about money, spiritual not to focus on money. But now I realize that's just not biblical. I, I, you know, you know I'm, I'm, I just wrote a book called What Wealth Is, a kingdom perspective on it, what wealth is. And in, in, in one of the chapters, chapter 4, 1 Kings 3.11, God says to Solomon, since you have asked for this, what did he ask for? He asked for discernment in administrating justice. Woo! That's what a kingdom entrepreneur, business leader should be doing, asking for God to give them discernment to administer justice. Whoa. Since you've asked for this and not for long life or wealth for yourself, nor have asked for the death of your enemies, for, but, but for discernment in administering justice. I love that. Now, some of us are afraid to ask for wealth. But what does it say here? Since you have not asked for wealth for yourself, Okay, I think sometimes we get so spiritual, it's not about the money. But here Jesus is saying, you, you took five talents and you made it ten. You took, you, you took some money, you took some talents, you took some abilities, you took some skills, you took some, 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 uh, some businesses, and you worked that thing. You doubled your increase from five to ten. Here's now ten cities. God is, does not, eat, I mean, most of the time Jesus was talking about money when he talked about uh, the, you know, the parables that he talked about. It was mostly about money. He's not afraid of money. He doesn't have a problem with money. He just wants money to serve and not to, to be our, our master. Money serves us. God is our master. He is the steward of our, he has given us the power to create wealth. Deuteronomy 8.18, there's nothing against the wealth. He just wants us to create it in, in a way that's, that, you know, keeps in the covenant with God. And, um, God doesn't have a problem with wealth. He just wants it as right priority. He wants us to think bigger than ourselves with the money that we're making. He wants us to think impact. Yes, 
think have your, your 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 family having a better life because of the money you make providing a better living yes of course that's great there's nothing wrong with that but think even bigger than that think the kingdom seek first the kingdom and his righteousness will be added to you woo one day i was having a conversation with the lord about wealth And I'm not sure if this is something that I'm going to actually step into fully, but I am provoked. I believe it. And I was just, I was, I was, you know, sometimes we ask for wealth because we're just poor. When I was, I was in one of those spots. I was in this poor pastor spot some years ago, and I was just like, man, I need some money. God, I want to be the first billionaire prophet. That comes out of my mouth. I want to be the first billionaire prophet, whether it was pure motives or not, whether I just want to be rescued, whether I'd have been happy with $10,000. Just to have an extra 10,000 bucks. I don't know. And an extra 2,000 bucks. Wherever I was at, I asked this question. I just want to be the first billionaire prophet. And you know what the Lord said? He answered me. And he said, I've been waiting for someone to ask that question. I've been waiting for someone. Like, I'm like, oh my, I know the voice of God. That's what I'm strong at. Hearing God's voice. But when I said that, he did not have a problem with it. Woo! Come on. It seemed to activate an angel after that, a, 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 an angel with a certain assignment. Because after that, I ran into this angel, the billion dollar angel, I call him. And the Lord told me, those who have a heart for America will have access to this angel. I was really perplexed when I heard that because I'm like, you know what? I don't really have a heart for America. I mean, I know it's not, that sounds, that, that's not true exactly. I've always prayed for America. One of my mentors, Dano, said, Keith, you've always had a heart for America. So it's not exactly true, but it wasn't my main focus. I was focused on California. And I was focused on growing my emerging profit world. I'd occasionally throw up a little prayer for America, but I didn't really think I had an influence in America. Didn't really think I could do anything. But, so when he told me that, those who have a heart for America will have access to the billion dollar angel. I'm like, did I hear wrong? Because God, my assignment right now is California. My assignment right now is prophets. I don't feel like I can force myself to get over to really carrying a, a heart for America. But I mean, even more than a heart for America is an authority for America. I had a heart, but not an authority. But nonetheless, I, I just, I couldn't, I tried, you know, as much as you try to wedge a word into something else, like maybe it was California. Maybe those who have a heart for California. No, it's a heart for America. So a couple years went by and I ran into that angel again when I was on the beach in Southern California. I, had, I wasn't living down here. I was on Laguna Beach and that angel showed up again. And I visited that angel a couple times, but just not much. This, uh, I don't know, about December or so, I had an encounter with the Lord and all of a sudden he's giving me an assignment for America. All of a, I, was, I was asking, Lord, what do you want me to, what 2023 to be about? He says, America. I want you to engage America. I'm like, what? That's so out of left field. I was not expecting that. So I embraced it. I started to pray for every state. Started to lean in. Lord, what's the strategy for America? What do you want me to know? What do you want me to see? What do you want me to do? Should I travel to every state? What's, what's happening here? And I'm still in that discovery of that strategy. But all of a sudden, one day, I thought to myself, Oh, 
I now have a heart for America, an authority for America. God gave me an assignment for America. I could access that billion dollar angel. Woo, it just hit me. I happened to be in the room with some entrepreneurs, a few millionaires, a few people trying to figure out some stuff financially, go to the next level. All of a sudden, that angel showed up. Right after I went, ding, I wonder if I could access that angel now that I have a heart for America. It showed up and I started prophesying over with one of these multimillionaires, just started giving them a download, a strategy for their next uh, season, for their next season of business and their company, their growing company. And they were just rocked by it. They said that even now I've talked to them months later and, and, and the strategy they're implementing. They're implementing part of that strategy. It's helped shift things for them and opening up new things for them. And then that same person turned around to me and started prophesying over me how God was going to grow my businesses. And he was going to begin to add to me and he was going to begin to connect ROI to my prophetic grace because I meet with, you know, I consult influencers and, and uh, millionaires and, and so they were going to begin to, the millionaires would begin to see the ROI. They were going to see the return on their investment with me and they would begin to attach me into their company and they would begin to, um, you know, there would be ways that they would build me into their world because they would realize working with me was going to help grow their business and bring, bring an increase. The very next day after that prophecy, I was working with a multimillionaire on a, in doing a consulting forum and I just, that thought came into my head from the prophecy from the day before. So I prof, so I, I thought ROI, attach ROI to what I'm doing. Help them see that what I'm doing is actually increasing their dollars. So I increased, I just did, I did this chart on this ROI chart on how to increase, how to know the right people on your team. If the right people on your team are actually helping increase your investment. Do you have the right players increasing your investment? I have these five tiers on, on that. And it just blew that, that entrepreneur away. And they're like, oh, my word, Keith. Do you do this? Do you train companies with this information? Can you come do that for my company? Can you help my company with this? Not just train me, but train my whole company. And they say, hey, I, want, I want to pay you for this. I, want to, I, need to, I need to bolt you onto my company. And so they bolted me out of their company. They paid for me and I flew out to their, to their, to their location. I did my first you know, training to help that company, you know, kind of learn who their employees are and which ones are in the right place, which one in the wrong place, which ones can help them make the money and all that sort of stuff. And that prophetic word, why am I saying all this? Because that very prophetic word about the billion dollar angel, the very next day, God gave me a seed of it. It ain't up to the billion. It ain't near that at all. But it was a seed for me to go, oh my word, we're on to something. God wants to uh, increase the dollars. He wants to, he has no problem with increasing your wealth because in the business world, how do you get attention? Because you make money. In the business world, you get attention because of the dollars you make. So how are we going to get the attention of the world because of the dollars we make, guys? And then it's like Joseph. He wouldn't have gotten the attention of the Potiphar and the prison guard and, and his own dad and Pharaoh if he did not better their world and their world do better economically, financially, they were better off. He grew things. He knew how to create surplus. He knew how to make things. He had ability to create wealth. His prophetic grace caused him to create wealth. And he had twofold prophetic grace. Create wealth and also interpret dreams. So I just feel like, guys, God has no problem with us focusing on money. 
Because money will open the doors for us. But we, we have to have money as a part of the focus. It's a door opener. But once the door opens, we are all about how do we bring the kingdom. Joseph knew how to establish the kingdom once he got through there. He dealt with national problems. He dealt with problems in the business he was in. He created life financially, created better economic systems where he was. Systems that could handle famine, systems that could handle difficult times, systems that would prosper and that would uh, be a blessing in the downturns. Guys, so many people are talking downturn, but this is where we ought to be bringing the wisdom of God on how to be blessed during the downturn. I want us just to recognize this, that the Father does care about us. Luke 11 says, Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? Like, the Father doesn't rebuke the child for asking for food, for asking for substance. And we shouldn't feel bad about asking for things. It's just, what is our biggest heart? What's the bigger heart? Me saying to the Lord, I want to be the first billionaire prophet, got the Lord's attention. Sometimes we so over-spiritualize this. Well, Solomon asked for wisdom. Yeah, he asked for wisdom, and then he got boatloads of money, guys. So ask for wisdom to administrate justice and actually like to have favor with the Lord to bring the kingdom, administer heaven, administer judicial decisions on behalf of heaven in the earthly realm, in your business Every, in every place that your business gives you. Joshua 15, there was Gideon, and, and Gideon had a daughter, and daughters have a special place, place in dad's hearts, and she urged him. Um, him to ask for a field. Caleb asked her, what can I do for you? She replied, do me a special favor since you've given me land Give me also springs of water. So Caleb gave the upper and lower springs to her. The daughter asks for more property. She already had property. She wanted more. She wanted property with water on it. And she got it. God likes these sort of requests. He loves the boldness. John 15, 7, If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourself to be my disciples. God has no problem with increasing your wealth, increasing your land, increasing your properties, increasing your influence, increasing. He has no problem giving you nice houses. The rich young ruler, you know, Jesus said, give everything, give everything, give 100%, and then come follow me. And then, then, then he told us, and Jesus told his disciples, hey, for those who have given everything, they'll receive in this lifetime land, houses, property. Like God has no problem. He wants to bless us. Sometimes we get so spiritual in the church, we just act so over. Oh no, I just I'm not interested in land. I'm not interested in houses. I'm not interested in money. I'm all about Jesus. I'm like, no, that's that's not true. That's that's not that's not biblical. The how how did how how do you know someone's blessed when they increase in their possessions? And their soul is right with God. Yeah, you can have possessions and your soul not right with God, and you ain't blessed. So there's a soul that's right with God. There's, a, there's financial blessing. I don't want to just have a soul right with God and be poor. I'd rather have a soul right with God, first of all, but then a soul right with God and have some goods because as your soul prospers, your health and finance will prosper. Third John 2. I'm provoked 
for those of us that just may have a little bit tweaked to get it right. To, as a business person, to, not, to stop feeling guilty that God has given you the power to create wealth, the passion to create wealth, but don't stop there. Create the wealth, learn how to increase, ask the right things. There's the time where you ask for, for the wealth and God is happy about it. There's other times he kind of says, eh, I don't think that's the right question. Because you did not ask for wealth just for yourself. So I will give you wisdom and then I will give you wealth. He just wants us to get a little bit, little bit bigger in our request. A little bit, little, think a little bit more. Uh, think a little wider. Now I get it. When you're just surviving, you just want to be rescued. When you're in survival mode, you just want money sometimes. I've been there many times. And, I, and when people are in survival mode, they ain't super glamorized. They ain't super glamorous. They look needy. They they lose favor. When I've it, it's easy to spot, but I get it. I don't judge people who are desperate financially because I've been there many times. I just said, do the best you can to try to position yourself in the revelation that God is good. He's gonna bless you, He's gonna take care of you, He's gonna provide for you. Be thankful for the little, be thankful, and He'll give you much. I know that God is our provider. So make the focus God, but he provides for us. It's just the same way as God is our healer. If we need healing, we can go to him for healing. If we need provision, we can go to him for provision. <clears throat> I'll close with this. It's 2.08 right now. The Lord kept talking to me for quite a while. He kept showing me 8.228, And I finally asked, what is this, Lord? What is this? What is this? He finally said the key to 2.8 is 8.2. The key to 2.8, Ecclesiastes 2.8. Solomon says, I acquired, the, I acquired gold and silver, the wealth of kings. And Psalms 8.2 is, I've ordained the praise of children to silence the foe and the avenger. The Lord, kept, the Lord told me, said, the key to 2.8, the wealth of kings, is the praise of children and infants, 8.2. 2.8 and 8.2. God wants us to give us the wealth of kings. He just wants us to praise him, glorify him. He wants us to take that wealth and take back the cities, take back the industries, take back our nations for the glory of God. So guys, those of you that are in business, I just bless you that you would focus on your business, but you would focus on God in the business. You would keep your focus in the right priorities. And I pray that you would just bless your business. And as your soul prospers, your health and finances will prosper. It's so good chatting with you today. I can't wait to chat with you again. If you want to go deeper with me, you know, there might be some CEOs on here. If you ever want to go deeper with me, you can go to www.increasewithkeith.com to check out how to go on a journey with me personally. I work with CEOs, millionaires, high achievers to help them get to the next level. I absolutely love that and I'd love to work with you. If you're just a business person starting up in, or going for it or on that journey, man, just enjoy your day. And I look forward to talking to you guys again next time. Peace.